Yo, this is Rob Harvilla from 60 Saws That Explain the 90s, the world's greatest loopy and perverse and inaccurately named music nostalgia podcast. We're doing 90 songs now because there's too many songs. Pearl Jam, Jay-Z, Jewel, U2, Cher, Hootie. These are just some of the names people yell at me on the internet because we're back. More great songs, more rad special guests, more loopy perversity. Join us once more on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big meal deal is a big bite hot dog and a large big gulp drink, and you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else. Here's what I put on my hot dog. Mustard. And that's it. That's it. I love a hot dog with mustard. Maybe if the chili, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a little chili, maybe a little nacho cheese, but I'm a hot dog and mustard guy. But if that sounds like your kind of bite, visit 7-Eleven, valid through 1725. 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early. Plus tax, applicable on large, big gulp only. Participating U.S. stores only. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Sherrod. And I'm Mike Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts. Here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts. I'm here fresh off a periodontal maintenance appointment. My mouth hurts. (laughs) I'm looking like I'm looking like Aaron Eckhart's Harvey Dent. Here to record my (laughs) deepest, darkest thoughts about Naughty Dogs, Neil Druckmann's The Last of Us on HBO Max. You know, it's 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 that time. It's that time. Video games are prestige now. Series premiere, world premiere, The Last of Us on HBO. After all this time, right? All this time. We have a live action adaptation of the hit PS3, you know, era closer, The Last of Us. Yeah, it's like, you know how they have those, um, those diptychs to, to like illustrate how long like one player has been in the league through like so many versions of 2K. So it's mm-hmm. like LeBron's you know, Easter Island head and like 2K5, <laughs> you know, to like the bead running down the sweat on his left nostril, like, you know, the bead of sweat running down his left nostril into his beard and like 2K23 is like, you know, the side by side of, of, of Joel in the 2013, you know, yeah. PS3 version <laughs> yeah. and Pedro Pascal. Um, you know, this this the story is finally fully, fully rendered. Surely there cannot be a, a further update on this story after this one. Um, Perhaps. I'll tell you what, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of ground to cover in this episode, so cards on the table up front. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I've I've only I'm where the people I'm the people's viewer on this episode. I've watched what everyone else is. I watched the first episode. You've sure. seen screeners. Uh, our colleague Allison's seen the whole damn show. What do you what like? I'm gonna tell you where I'm at. I like okay. this shit. I the first episode. First of all, too long. Like all prestige TV. Yeah, too long. Second of all, great. I think they actually. I I felt like they nailed it, man. Like I felt like and. I say this as someone who does not like the game, <laughs> the original The Last of Us. I feel like they nailed it. I feel like they, the drama that people like about that, like, I don't know, The Last of Us at the end of the day is like a thing people like. Like if we're talking about the video game, right? People like sure. because of its character work and because, again, especially for like a PlayStation 3 era, like pseudo survival horror game. Yeah. was trying to be like, let's have actually good and competent writing on like a Resident Evil game, right? And like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, let's be the zombie game that is actually a bit eloquent and melancholy and not and less you know, about how like you know awesome like a chainsaw looks going through rotted flesh. It's about like yeah. you know, it really is about. Uh, <laughs> developing trust and like you know the kind of mm-hmm. uh human cost of attachment like in 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 all it, it's different ways and like it's it's set up well it's like it's set up well in that fashion i think that like yeah for, but for you know maybe a little bit of pedro pascal's like texas accent like i'm like i like <laughs> in the same way that i thought for months about the way that Pep Guardiola says guys like after watching like the Manchester Manchester City all or nothing on Amazon Prime I'm going to think about the way that Pedro Pascal says baby like you know like for a long time it's like it's as if like he gets closer to the accent that he needs to have <laughs> like you know the sort of like uh I would take a job on an oil rig for the money because I need to save my mom's farm type of like, you know, draw that he's supposed to have going on. Mm -hmm. But instead it kind of like arrives somewhere like, you know, Austin Butler trying to be Elvis, you know, like it's very, (laughs) I I, 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 (laughs) I don't know if I agree with this. I just, I like, I'm not talking, I'm not talking about the whole, I'm not talking about the whole accent. I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about baby. Like, and Mm -hmm. it was the only thing I didn't like the rest (laughs) of it. The rest of it. Yes. I think that it absolutely was like a really like amazing pilot, like episode of television. And, I've seen uh, the first four episodes. Yeah. I think it is a good television show. Like, it's definitely got... I think, like, you know, I the, the, the thing I was talking about earlier about the 2K side-by-side thing, like, this story has been remade as many times as new versions of a PlayStation has come out. Like yeah, there's yeah. like it's basically you've seen yep. you've seen Grace die on screen as many times as you've seen Bruce Wayne's parent Bruce Wayne lose his parents in the movie alley. Like it's like there is it's it's like they've they've updated it in, you know, as like sort of 
a display of what the PlayStation is capable of at any given time, even like as recently as 2022 with The Last of Us. Um, The Last of Us Part 1, which is not the same thing as The Last of Us Remastered, which is yeah. not the same thing as et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think that maybe for me, like as somebody that only kind of like was you know, cursorily aware of the games, hadn't played through The Last of Us Part Two even. Um, like, even as somebody that isn't, like, overly familiar with the story, I already had fatigue about it just being the exact same thing, that it was, like, you know, like, the, the, yeah. the, the, the game itself already has a, a, you know, like, movie aspirations. Like, so what would, like, a retelling of the exact same story be, like, on the television medium? And after four episodes, I can say that, like, for better and for worse, like, it's trying to be its own thing. There is, like, a conservatism... I don't mean that politically. I mean a conservatism in terms of aspiration that is just forever, I think, wrapped up in The Last of Us. Like, I don't know. Watching watching the first episode, right, of the HBO series, man, I really was like, I really was kind of shocked by how verbatim, not even the dialogue, really, but just the action and movement of some of it is right, like that. You the sequence on the highway and then into downtown, right? Uh, like that is basically. Like, I, Maybe I'll go back and play it again. I'm pretty sure that's almost they somehow with real people they and real objects made a for shot beat. for shot remake yeah. of, with, of the CG cutscene shit from the beginning of the first game. Yeah, I mean, like that's what the first episode feels like. Like, yeah. I mean, like it's you know after you know post its cold open where, um, you know. Dude from the Mummy, like Brendan Fraser's cousin or whatever. Yeah. Well, I forget what the actor's name is, but like he's they're, they're kind of doing like the minutes to midnight thing that Washman does at the beginning of the of the movie or the comic book, whichever, where they're trying to explain the gravity of the situation. What would happen if the cordyceps virus, which is, you know, the brain virus thing in question that has turned the masses into you know, an ant colony, more or less. Uh, like, you know, what if it did, you know, develop or mutate to the point where it could infect the human population? What then? And then, like, he's just kind of like, well, you know, disaster. But, you know, he does it in white linen, smoking a cigarette on, you know, whichever daytime British talk show it is at the time. And it, so it looks cool. But, like, after that, it's like, you know, yeah, it's more or less beat for beat, like, what the opening, like, flash to 20 years later after the, you know, the tragedy in which Joel loses his daughter, it's the exact same thing, um, you know, with real people, things, algae, fungal overgrowth. <laughs> yeah, I, although I will say, like, to your point up top, right, about the show being willing to take its time to do shit, like, cause think about think about how Sarah's introduced in this show, right? It's sort of like in the game, the first scene in the game really is the scene on the couch, right? It's 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 Joel and Sarah hanging out on the couch, and like she's supposed to go do some homework or some shit like that, and it's like showing the banter between Joel and his daughter, and then mm -hmm. Joel's kind of like, you know, a dickhead, but we, we love him, 
right? Dad core, the dad core archetype that is Joel. Um, but in the show, it feels like you spend so much more time with Sarah out, like getting the watch repaired, shit like that. And it's like, that's a small thing, right? But it feels kind of important that it's like, um, you know, I, I wrote this piece maybe like, a couple of years ago about some other, maybe even a year ago, about some other adaptation that was coming out on TV. And I just remember thinking that like, oh, right, a huge advantage. Like when people talk about the video game curse, right? Uh, they're talking about movies most of the time. And it's like, I think video game adaptations and movies have a lot of problems. But like one of them is that video games at the end of the day are environments, right? Like when you play a video game, you're sitting down and doing something very different from when you sit down and watch a movie, right? Like you're like, you're getting a feel for like a space on your own, right? right? And TV for a lot of reasons feels like it's just more naturally conducive to that. And even something like the last of us where it's like, yeah, it's easy to kind of knock the original game is like a little too overly cinematic and a little too linear. A it's little like, too scripted. Yeah, a little too scripted. But what what's important and what I think is striking to a lot of people apart from the character work of the game is that it's it's a lot. It's it's just you being in this decimated environment and really feeling like you are getting a lay of the land. And I do think that that is kind of an interesting thing about the promise of this show and something that I feel like. I don't know. I do look forward to like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that if we were doing this instead as like some live ad action adaptation movie in theaters. Yeah. All the shit that would get rushed and just feel like it would suck all the oxygen out of what it actually feels like investing in those characters in the game, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I like, I think that, there is certainly a lot more I, like and honestly like you can point to something that you already wrote like in when you were talking about cyberpunk 2077 and the missing dystopia like or it feeling when you were playing the game not like it eventually was when you were watching the anime where they took time to explore which nefarious forces might lead to people jerking off using VR equipment next to dumpsters, you know, like in the middle of the afternoon, that sort of thing. Like, yeah. uh, like, you That's know, beautiful imagery. At a, just... <laughs> you know, at a certain point, yeah, at a certain point, like there is, uh, like, you know, Joel stops to siphon gas out of like a, t a tank, like a, like a car that's sort of, piled up with several others on the side of the road and rather than like you know try to get the car running it's just sort of like we need to we can siphon gas and then ellie asks how and then he's just kind of like he starts trying to explain it but then he himself doesn't know and it's like we are building the relationship between the two of them and also explaining the way the world works through this kind of simple thing there's a lot of time for things like that in the show yeah because i was gonna say like that's another thing about apart from just the big stakes of the original game i think a thing a lot of people really like about the design of that is like there's so much little character animations that mean the world in the last of us right like just little ways that characters interact with with the environment around them that gives 
I don't know, that just sort of like multiplies the sense of melancholy and the sense of humanity about everything as you're moving through that game. And I do think the show definitely is like mimicking that in really like smart, small ways. Like I think my favorite moment of uh, the pilot is when Joel is sort of um, trading pills with the with the, the guard right in the mm-hmm. alley. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to need the bag back. <laughs> you know I mean, it's like that's how scarce everything is. And that's how shitty everything is, is like he's hustling out of a plastic bag. And also, like, he can't afford to part with this little Ziploc bag. He actually needs it back. Which is them putting all them pills in your uniform. Like, shit like that is what I think the the detail of, like, The Last of Us is about in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's like it is not just kind of. I think you know to 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 reference another game that is on like the same engine, like Uncharted. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. about like this. I think every time I'm playing Uncharted, I think about the same scene, and I'm gonna keep reaching really far into my reference bag here, like the the, the same scene, and like. I think it was like the penultimate episode of like Angel, like the Buffy spinoff. Oh, it's wow. like he's like the, they they're basically facing down like you know hordes of demons, the end of the world, whatever, and they're pouring out of like this tree. I remember mm-hmm. the first wave comes out, you know, and they're kind of like it's. They realize, all right, well, we're going to do this, but it's going to be difficult. And then the second wave comes out, and they're and like you know they they come out you know with weapons overhead. And Spike looks to Angel and he goes, "Oh look, they bought us weapons." That's what I think the entire time I'm playing Uncharted. There's not really any sort of like danger that you will ever run out of ammo. Yeah. Like new paramilitary people arriving with X amount of body armor just means that they're carrying a cooler gun that you get to use for 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 however long. You know, mm-hmm. it'd be really interesting to kill like a score of, of of soldiers with this thing that I'm going to get from these people that just came into this event area. Is the way that you think about the game. Like, there's just such a scarceness when you're playing through The Last of Us. You're so bad at violence, like despite like it being such a necessity. That, like, there's also that sort of, like, dimension to thinking where if you pick up an assault rifle, you're just kind of like, well, I better go tuck this away to sell later. Immediately, this is a bartering item because there's not really ammo lying around for this thing is, like, the level of thinking that goes on in, like, this Last of Us universe, um, by contrast. For sure. And a lot of the context for that from the game, right? It's sort of if you go back and try to like just close your eyes and place yourself wherever you were in in like 2013, <laughs> right? Instead of what was the gaming landscape and remembering sort of the beginning of peak Call of Duty, right? And sort of the tail end of peak Halo. And it's sort of you get the beginnings of you know, it's just sort of like big, ignorant, boom, 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 shoot, 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 multiplayer shit. And I think The Last of Us exists, right, as a kind of 
I don't want to say antidote, but at least the contrast for a lot of people or like a kind of refreshing change of pace at that time. And I think that's why that scarcity stuff works, even though there are other games like that's what survival horror was always about. Right. That like that sense of, yeah, man, you're getting six bullets and you're just going to have to make that work. Yeah. There, but you know what I mean? in addition to scarcity, there's also like a measure of restraint like, yeah. in, in those games that is like the thing that makes it that also makes it into the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Like it's not uh, for for it being on like this is a this is always what's been a weird thing about it. It's like on paper, right? You explain the last of us to someone and it's like, well it's this it's this t- early 2010s zombie thing. And that person is inevitably like, oh, you oh, mean so like the, the other dead. Yeah, it's like like the other 40 early 2010 zombie things, you know, that's kind of what's kind of weird about the fact that The Last of Us broke out like it did is that the game kind of came out right on the tail of a lot of other things like The Last of Us. It should have gotten lost in the shuffle, probably. But again, it's like that kind of literary excellence that that game is going for. Is, yeah. Is, yeah. It's, 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 it's not original by like any stretch of the imagination like yes there are like ex- so many things just like it as you were describing it that way just now i was like oh the book of eli is also the story <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but like i yeah there is because there's like such attention paid to at which point you're dropped into whose story and how yeah. much of each story you get yeah and even further, like the voice acting being as precise as it is mm-hmm. means that pauses and breaths in certain places mean something different, like is not something that would be like present a lot yeah. in like, you know, like the 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 story campaigns of like major blockbuster video game releases at the time. Like I'm thinking like, like it was Gears of War and this, like yeah, what happening yeah, at the same Gears time. Yes, yep. And I remember it's like it's <laughs> such a thing when you and Dom come across like you know his wife that no longer looks like his wife in like this horde camp, and that is as close to like you know emotional weight as you really yeah. get in Gears of War because it is like kind of look at the way the character models are drawn. It is chestnut from Machismo. Everybody's neck looks like a tree trunk. Yeah. Like those necks, then, man. That yeah, pushy uh, like, he wasn't yeah. dead. <laughs> push push. <laughs> exactly. Dead. The mission dead. was still being accomplished at this point in time. <laughs> it was a time. But yeah, like the last of us is like nothing you never win you never win it's like a story where nobody wins and nobody like you know there's nothing feels like winning nothing feels like triumph it's like survival is just survival yeah is like what the game was this episode is brought to you by jiffy lube cars can be a big investment so it's important to take care of them i once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, 
all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. And it's like, there's a kind of, um, because I, I've always had this kind of like irritated relationship with the game. I think it's been easy for me over the years to discount or even dismiss at turns, like Neil Druckmann's kind of obsessiveness about the last of us and the way he talks about it and the kind of like the obsessive levels of detail that are, I think a part of the packet, like a critical part of the package, but it's kind of like, I don't know. I watched this show. I watched the first episode, having read all the interviews where he's talking about it, you know, all, like how many times can can Neil Druckmann, you know, invoke Cormac McCarthy? How many times can we relitigate the video game curse in these in these interviews? And yet you watch the final product, right? And you you watch you watch like how the pilot does sort of what I'm saying. It takes the fact that a lot of what people love about character work in the game is these little things, these little character animation things, things that are that small, things are that are about like, like 10 frames of animation if Ellie walks near a record player or something like that, right? And translate that so meticulously in also how the show sort of takes shape. And it is a kind of like, yeah, you know what? You can think whatever you want about Neil Druckmann's vision for the relationship between video games and other sort of middle brow, more critically esteemed media. But like at the end of the day, Neil Druckmann, like he he got the job done. You know what I mean? Like I like a man who gets the job done. And it's like, you know, you can I don't know. It's just like there is something admirable in it. There's something admirable in the fact of like, I kind of disagree with this sort of like chip on the gamer, the proverbial gamer's shoulder that so many people have about like, why can't, you know, video games have their Citizen Kane or whatever that we've been sort of litigating for a decade (laughs) and a half. But like, I don't know, man, like Neil Druckmann rolled out of bed and, and every day and like got us to this point with this show that isn't bad. It's pretty good. And it's like, good in a way where I'm like, huh, I, I just respect the shit out of that. I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I I mean, the thing that you're talking about, like the kind of, you know, the post-production press tour of, of it all, of like mm. being on stage or in Entertainment Weekly, like, you know, placing your thing alongside paragons of the genre or whatever. There's like always an element of that with like <clears throat> new event viewing show coming out. Yeah. And yeah. like, but like, I think like, you know, you can, you contrast something like that with like Damon Lindelof talking about Watchmen. Like mm -hmm. every single one of those interviews was like a therapy session where he was trying to speak directly to Alan Moore or whatever. Like there's sort of that sort of sweaty studiousness going on and like the way that Neil Druckmann has talked about this thing before it came out. But like it was it apparent, like that sort of like reverence or like meticulousness is necessary to like to make something like this i think like yeah it's like sometimes an annoy sometimes you need a kind of annoying person like a kind of annoyingly obsessive person to get the job done a kind of annoyingly ideologically obsessive person to get the job done and i think that's kind of what neil druckman has been all throughout the life cycle of this game that has been remade two times over and then turn into a hit television show. Um, can I ask a question? I have a question because like, if you read like that New Yorker story about, the, you know, it's like the New Yorker story talking to Druckmann. Um, all of this stuff always gets framed in terms of the video game curse, right? Which is this idea that like, certainly movies have had a hard track record of adapting video games into both critically and commercial, like simultaneously critically and commercially successful properties. Sometimes you get stuff that's critically panned, but commercially successful, like the Resident Evil movies. Sometimes you get stuff that's like critically and commercially like successful, like maybe Sonic or Detective Pikachu or some shit, but that's kind of like, doesn't feel like it counts because it's not middle brow. It's some kid shit. Um, and the thing I don't get is this. Here's, here is my remaining frustration with how The Last of Us is sort of being positioned as like the definitive end of this curse, which is like, I, I maintain that that game, and I think Druckmann even talks about that game explicitly himself. That game is so kind of like, that game bends over backwards to more or less just be a movie, right? Like that, so it's sort of like if you if your solution to right, which is fine. It's not. I don't want to just throw that out as like me rolling my eyes at it. But it's more like if your solution to the struggle in Hollywood to make a good video game movie is to just make a video game that basically did ninety, like that basically is imitating a movie in the first place, right? So as to be eminently adaptable. What problem did you solve? Right? Like, that's the thing I don't get about situating The Last of Us this way. It's like, like, what do you prove by adapting The Last of Us when a thing you could say about The Last of Us is that that is a game that always wanted to be a Hollywood movie? That is a game that, like, sacrifices a lot of gameplay elements in service of making it a movie-like object. And so I don't, I don't really know how anybody comes away from this series and is like, yeah... Hollywood figured it out. It's like, no, they didn't. Neil Druckmann just made a... Yeah. 
It's a solid show. Yeah, it's like a very solid show. Like it's like again, even like I did I did I misstep earlier and calling the show good? Like after watching four episodes, because it really is like it's a solid show. It's but by no means do I look at it and say this is the savior of the zombie genre or you know this uh yeah. you know marks the terminus of video games as you know something that we need to get other people to like like it's not any of those things because the like it's the 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 story itself is just a good story like even now as a person that likes to play video games like going back to play the last of us is i would still prefer to find like a very, you know, dulcet-toned British person yeah. on YouTube, like, recounting the story with some video clips and laid together to play in the game itself because the story itself is very, very, very good. Like, one of the best ones ever put in a video game. Sure. But, like, the game itself, playing it, is like yeah like it does sacrifice a lot of gameplay <laughs> elements you know in favor of being a really good story like they literally slow down every car so as not to hurt the story's feelings like in terms of like where you, where it's just like you can be walking like it's like i have already made it through this room and i've got out of this depot we're out of this thing but like you know you turn the camera to the side and joel yeah. starts yep. Doing this sort of stutter step thing so that the game can get out the aside expositional dialogue play. that it means to Press get in this to space <laughs> where it's triggered. You know, <laughs> there's also like this really annoying mechanic where you literally lay bridges, like like to get from one into the, like yeah, Russ asks a plank, like where it's I, like it's just it is just to take up time. Things that the developers themselves like are aware of like there will be points where you're one of the 70 million times that you jump into dank water yeah. and grab a wooden <laughs> pallet and you know put ellie on on it and swim to the other side like she'll be like i know i know get on the fucking pallet like there's there's a lot of stuff like that in the game itself like so it's not like and I mean, like, people that are play that, that, like, you know, talk about playing it. Yes, like, the, like, the violence of it, like, the weight of the movements, the gravity of everything, like, the sort of dice roll that it feels like, even as you being Joel, a capable character, may miss this shot at 25 feet, like, just because nerves and humans and he's a construction worker, not like, you know, former military or anything like that. Um, like all those things are, yes, are great, but yeah. the gameplay I, itself is like, I, I say, I, again, I like playing it now right? feel is to, is to realize how much games have passed it by. The last of us sacrificing gameplay stuff in service of basically becoming a movie, right? Not, I, I, I raise it because I think if we talk about the video game curse, we talk about the trouble that Hollywood has adapting video game stuff. I I just think that like taking The Last of Us and trying to break that curse with The Last of Us is like training wheels on the bicycle. And to me, if you really, if you really, it may be a curse is just in general not the great way to think about this like an adult. But like if if 
just indulging it for a second, taking those terms, it's like the actual sort of sign that you've broken the video game curse is if you if you take something that is not like already trying to be a movie or trying to be a prestige TV show, like if you make a successful like Overwatch movie, like if you make a successful live action adaptation of fucking Overwatch or fucking Minecraft, that's the sign that you've broken the curse. Right. Because that's you taking something that is just video game. That's not like trying to win an Emmy on a PlayStation 3, but is like just some video game ass video gamey shit that almost only could ever make sense in a video game. When it's like when you put stuff like that, when you can translate that to Hollywood formats, I think we will be in a genuinely different place. And I think for the time being, we have a pretty good, I would say, great series on HBO in the form of The Last of Us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really do think they like they 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 hit this shit, man. Like I I don't know. Watching that first episode, I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah Bill. Um. <clears throat> build God and then we'll talk <laughs> yeah, just in yeah, charity. Though. Build the real though. <laughs> build, like make an actual make an build actual like, Street serviceable Fighter adaptation that of, actually of is not Tekken, some goofy you know, shit for, with for the A24 Damn, set. You know, and then, like, then we will yeah, be like in it's, the, the meme about Utopia. Mm, mm. Get somebody make Oscar confessions for a of a shopaholic you know I mean? about Forrest Law. Come on, and that's now. why he ends up for the next Tekken Tag Tournament. Make that and have it. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that's yeah. I think the, that's all I got about the, the Last of Us. The like, stop motion yeah, Cuphead I'm, movie. Like it's all in the works. There's <laughs> you gotta just back. you just make it happen. He's out of its flop era. Um, I hope they remaster the show. I hope that there is the Last of Us HBO TV series remastered in one year from now, and then they could remake the TV series. <laughs> um, they just start getting like B B Siegel album title. Names the Last of Us things. Part Two, um, Part One, the remaster, the Last of the Us movie, the album, Part Two, the remake of the remaster. <laughs> <laughs> they should do the last season. They should spin it off the, the last, last season, of us last part two, part. the last part the last, report. The last part, part two. Uh, we're ending this bit. <laughs> Listeners, email us at soundonlypod at gmail.com. Your thoughts about the last of us, the game, uh, the TV series, whatever you like. We, we actually got like a couple of really great emails about Cryptonomicon from people who uh, also spent like too much time reading that book that I really liked. And I hope <laughs> more people email us about it because I've been talking to people about cryptography for the past week. Um, Micah, you got anything else? No, that's it. That's all for me. Um, you know, Trigun Stampede is still there. You know, it's fine. Wait, I have to catch up. Episode. No, I have to catch up. Nah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's still, it's still a strange marriage of subject and studio, you know? It's, okay. but, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's about all I got. Okay. Well, everyone, 
As always, I'm Justin Charity. Shouts out to our producer, Stefan Anderson. We'll see y'all next week.